the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. So, I have a question for you, everybody. I know President Trump next Tuesday is going to be making the big announcement. Everybody thinks he's going to be running for the White House. That's the general That's the general train of thought here, uh, which is why he literally is trying to destroy every other conservative, every other popular conservative in America. But I, I just want to throw this out there because it's been gnawing at me. Like a pit bull gnaws on a pork chop bone. This has been gnawing on me, ladies and gentlemen. What if Trump doesn't run? What if the whole point is that he's not going to run? What if that's what if that's what's really going on here? You think this is all some big trick, Todd? I don't normally jump don't in, know. but that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big thought there. So I had to say something. I don't know what I mean. We all, everybody thinks he's going to run. Everybody is anticipating that he's going to run. <laughs> Everybody's ready to declare war on the MAGA world. But what if hmm. at the end of the day he says, "You know what? I'm going to be. I just want to be the kingmaker." But I then why is he taking shots, at everybody? And that's the question. I don't get it, folks. This is this has got to stop. It's got to stop. Uh, we get it. Uh, he wants, you know, he. Tr- it's all about Trump, and and we get that. And a lot of people love and respect the fact that it's all about Trump. But my question is: Is it really helpful? And is he helping himself by going out there and trying to destroy Ron DeSantis? I mean, it's no longer just the nickname Ron DeSanctimonious. Now it's this man would be nothing without me. And Trump is making the same same argument now with uh, Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin. Yeah, as a as a young voter, it turns me off. I'm like, nope, I'm done. So because you're a big Trump fan, yeah, I like Trump. I mean, I've voted for him. I would vote for him again if he's the if he's the choice. If he's the nominee, yeah, if he's, he's the, the nominee, nominee, I'll vote for he's him. Your no guy. problem. But no. This is ridiculous. I mean, as a woman, it really turns off, I think, all the suburban moms because he's just so obnoxious and such a narcissist that I'm like, can you please just shut up for five minutes? It's like uh, now he's now and now he's trying to he's telling people he's not trying to tell people he's telling people Glenn Youngkin's Chinese. His like, name why? sounds Chinese. Why is he making enemies? That's what I just don't understand. He's not Chinese, by the way. I just no. we we checked, and no. he's not. He's he's American. Gosh. But what gets me? It's not so much Trump. Trump will say this. This is why it. This is why it's dangerous. There are some people out there, and they believe that President Trump is Jesus Christ, 
and with with good hair. Okay, that's that's what there are people out there, and they truly everything Trump says is the gospel truth. And if you deviate from the Trump agenda, just a smidge. You you are crucified. Wow, the biblical. I've got to make sure we don't commit sacrilege here, but there really is a large segment of the conservative movement that that feels that way, and they don't believe Trump can do any wrong. They don't believe he has anything to apologize for, and anybody who decides they're going to run against Donald Trump is a liberal. So there are actually people out there right now in this nation who are conservatives who believe that Ron DeSantis is some sort of a a leftist plant, a globalist, and they're going to be saying the same thing about Governor Glenn Youngkin, that he's really a Chinese plant. He's a a Chinese spy. They're they're going to... (laughs) But people really believe this stuff. So here's my question. And, And then there are others like, oh, Todd, he's just joking. He's just joshing. Really? Do you believe these are jokes? Do you believe that he's just he's just palling around with Ron DeSantis? I mean, he blew Fox News out of the water. And I will say this. What Trump said about Fox News is a thousand percent accurate. Oh, by the way, welcome to the Todd Stearns radio program. We're very happy to have you with us today. I, the, folks, it's just mind boggling uh, what President Trump is doing here. And a lot of people are just puzzled and they're they're frustrated. And my question is this. Is what Trump what Trump is doing right now? Do you find that to be helpful as a as a voter? Do you think that Trump is going to be able to attract Democrats and independent voters with these sorts of attacks? And we've got to have a conversation about this because, folks, it is going to get ugly, and we've got a lot of battles we've got to fight. We have wars that we have to wage. One of them being against the against the MacMorons. And I'm talking about uh, Mitch McConnell. I'm talking about Ronna McDaniel. And I'm talking about Kevin McCarthy, the McMorons. We got to go after those guys. They've got to be removed from their leadership positions because they have they they have endangered the Republican Party. And they are no friend of the conservatives. So we can't fight that fight if Trump is out there trying to destroy Ron DeSantis, who, by the way, up up until a few days ago, was the, the, the next generation of Trump conservative. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So now you've got – there are so many different f- battles being waged here, and I'm going to do my best to try to, to lay all of this out for you and to help you understand what's really going on here. So ultimately, just big picture here, everything that's happening in the media, everything that's happening on Fox News, everything that is happening within the party leadership, they are trying to destroy Donald Trump, all right? So that's the big picture here is they're trying to stop Trump from running in 2024. And that's why you're not hearing Republican leaders out there standing alongside Kerry Lake and Blake Masters and Adam Laxalt, that's why you're not seeing them out there fighting the good fight. And the reason why is because they want Kerry Lake to lose because it hurts Donald Trump. They want Adam Laxalt and Blake Masters to lose because it's going to hurt Donald Trump. They want Kelly Chewbacca uh, out in Alaska to lose because it's going to hurt Donald Trump. So this is all about ensuring that 
Trump does not run. So the question is, is Trump helping himself by jumping in and attacking DeSantis and Youngkin? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And then you've got all of these all of these Republican establishment types, and they see this as the opportunity. They believe Trump is a wounded animal right now, but I don't believe he is, because keep in mind, they're still counting votes, and why are they doing that? Folks are dragging it out. They, they're, they're taking their time. Florida, what, the third largest state in the nation, they were able to count all of their votes in one day, and you're telling me that Arizona can't do that? You're telling me that these small, smaller states like Nevada, they can't do that? Of course they can. But they're dragging all of this out. And the reason they're dragging all of this out is they want you to, they want you to forget that the Republicans are on the verge of taking control of the House and the Senate. Don't forget. We're, just think about this for a moment. We're living in we're living in a moment in political history where you have Joe Biden celebrating the election when he lost. The Democrats are going to lose control of the Senate. They're going to lose control of the House. And and here's how here's how Joe Biden is is handling it. He's celebrating, and meanwhile the Republicans are in mourning. There's a lot of nasty stuff happening out there. I want to go to the phones, and we're going to take a lot of your calls today on this. This is a pivotal moment. Hear me. It's a pivotal moment, everybody, for the Republican Party. Let's go to Statesville, North Carolina, WSIC. Mike on the line. All right, Mike, what say you? Well, uh, Todd, here's what I think. Um, I love President Trump. I worked for him very hard to election. Uh, But I think if we look at the really odd and interesting outcomes of a lot of these elections. I think there is a lot of anti-establishmentarianism toward Washington all over the board. And, and I was interested in these some of these things that show that uh, a lot of people are just not happy with any of them, Biden, Trump, Pelosi, the whole crowd. Um, I found it interesting in the Arizona race how many people voted for independence and uh, the Libertarian Party or didn't even vote for president. Look, if we had those votes or half of those votes, We've been winning in that race pretty easy. So as much as I love the president, there comes a time that maybe you step back and let some other people with a little more broader view. And I'm not saying that the current Republican leadership shouldn't be changed. But um, I think uh, the big tent that Newt Gingrich and Ronald Reagan, kind of that enthusiasm and positive direction, really attracted a lot of people who might not normally vote for us. And I think that's what we need to take a real long, hard look at and i love ron DeSantis. i think he'd be a spectacular president and i think he would really pull the republican party up and i hope our former president will see that and not drag himself and his family through if he runs what's just going to be a brutal horrible uh you know attack on him the whole way this is going to be a bloodbath and i'm afraid that everybody could get slaughtered by this and my question is will Will President Trump be able to attract independent voters and and especially Democrats? I mean, we're going to need all of those votes if we're going to win in 2024. Can he do that? Will he take advice from from the politicos? Will he will he listen to that advice? And so far, he hasn't. 
Todd, he's driving away Republicans. I mean, I've got, and, and I'm not one, but uh, we have a lot of moderate Republicans who kind of you know, blur on the environment and, you know, some of these other social issues and things. And um, he's just polarized. And, and, and I know good Republicans who are. So not only do I think he won't be able to attract independents and Democrats. Remember, he ran against who could be worse than Hillary Clinton. And, and even though I believe, he, you know, he got a bad deal out of that. Um, I still think that, you know, I got, you look at the, the Santos success in Florida. This is just stunning. And you look at, and I think there's a will in the Democratic Party. It's really interesting that this guy in Colorado who was a moderate Democrat, you know, the woke crowd got rid of him in their primary. And now it looks like we're going to get that seat. I think there's people in the Democratic Party who are tired of how far left they're getting dragged. But they want to see a moderate Republican Party, a Ronald Reagan. They want to vote for a contract with America. They don't want to vote for pounding tables and calling people names. You see, I, I, now I, I disagree we, with you. With I don't think they want a moderate Republican. I think they want a conservative Republican Party. Uh, when you look at the Republican agenda, it is a conservative agenda. Unfortunately, we're electing people who are moderates who don't want to abide by our conservative party platform, Mike. Uh, yeah, no. We, do we need the name calling? No. There's a time and a place for it. But I don't think the American people, and I don't think conservatives, are going to be able to handle 24 hours of name calling and and killing ourselves. These are man, we're about to kill our party over friendly fire. That's what bothers me. Yeah, when I use the term moderate, I don't mean necessarily liberal on voting ideas, but I think moderate in our language, you know, being able to reach out to people and understand their perspective. Look, Newt Gingrich, I used to go to Washington a lot for the outdoor industry, and um, Newt and his staff. And, and I had all these tree munchers, you know, with me. I was the only Republican out of about 30 of the leaders in this group. They were so welcoming and so nice. And the speaker would come by and wave to everybody. Tell everybody how much you loved animals. And what, you know, even though they, those, you know, even though he might not agree to a lot on their agenda, he really, a lot of those people walked out and said, you know, you Republicans aren't so bad after all. I think there's just a tone and a way of being moderate in how we conduct ourselves. That opens people's minds to see why the conservative agenda is what's best for our country. That, right. that is sort of what I Mike, got to run. Appreciate that call. Uh, folks, I will say this. Um, the mainstream media, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the nominee in 2024 is Donald Trump or Nikki Haley. They, The mainstream media will treat them like Adolf Hitler. They will say if, if, um, if Nikki Haley is the nominee, they'll call her um, – a female Adolf Hitler without the mustache. That's what they'll call her. So, again, I, we cannot pacify the media. They're, they're always going to hate you. But hear me. There are people out there, and, and I hear this uh, in the Memphis, Tennessee area. Oh, Todd Stearns is the owner of a far-right radio station. There's nothing far-right about what we do. We are a conservative radio station. We believe in protecting and defending the Constitution of these great United States. That is not a far-right ideal. We are pro-life. We believe in the sanctity of life. That is not a far-right idea. We believe that you should be responsible for your own self, that I should I should not be forced to use my tax dollars to prop you up. If you want to be a lazy bum, you can be a lazy bum, but don't expect for me to pay your light bill. That is not a far-right ideal. We believe that you ought to be able to drive down your street or take the kids to the local park without getting robbed or shot. That is not a far-right concept. 
So again, folks, you've got to be careful out there when you hear the left talking and using all of these uh, these words because they're all charged and it's it and it's offensive. But I'm telling you, we better have a come to Jesus meeting with all of the leaders of the party right now and get this figured out. I'm I'm curious whose side are you on here? Are you picking a side, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Glenn Youngkin? Whose side are you on, ladies and gentlemen? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, just got an email in from one of our listeners, Vicki. She says, Todd, President Trump has a great record to run on. He doesn't need to tear Ron DeSantis down. We will need Ron one day as president. Trump needs to focus on himself and what he has done. That's that's all. Give everyone a break uh, from the election process for a little while. Uh, there you go, Vicky. Uh, uh, Vicky, I, 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 I hear you. And there used to be a nice break. We would get a year off from uh, the campaigns, but that those days are long gone. Uh, the presidential election is going to kick into high gear on on Tuesday. All right, um, we're going to go to the phones after we get back from the break. Here, I want to give uh, Tom and James uh, plenty of time to weigh in. And by the way, James has an interesting suggestion for the next president of the United States. What about you, ladies and gentlemen? Do you believe that Ron DeSantis, and again, nope, Ron DeSantis has not declared, neither has Glenn Youngkin. Who would you like to see run for the White House in 2024? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Also, today is Veterans Day. And we're going to be honoring those who have put on the uniform of this country all day. So if if you have someone in your family that has served and you want to give them a shout out, we're going to open up our phone lines today. It is Friday, and uh, we have open line Friday on this radio program. So you'll be able to call in and honor your loved one. If you served in the military, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we had a great time last night, Grace Baker and I. Uh, and Ben Dieter from KWAM. We served a delicious meal to uh, the Marines down at the VFW Post in Collierville, Tennessee, and we'll tell you more about that. Met some incredible American heroes and patriots, uh, great Americans, one and all. And it was an honor for us to be able to serve 
uh, those great men and women. We're going to be going to the phones right after this break, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Hey, check out our website, too, toddsterns.com. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. Or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. All right, folks, coming up, Congressman Andy Biggs is going to drop by. Uh, he says, yeah, we need to be rethinking who the, the Speaker of the House is going to be when the Republicans take charge. Also, Tony Perkins from Family Research Council. Uh, our good friend Martha Zoller is going to drop by from WDUN in Georgia. Uh, I'm actually heading out on the campaign trail over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be out there uh, helping, uh, doing what we can to help Herschel uh, win that big Senate race. And to that point, why Why is it that Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and Ronna McDaniel are not in Arizona and Nevada right now fighting like fighting like our lives depended on it to stop the steal down there? Every single day, every single day that we don't have election results is another opportunity for the Democrats to grab those races. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. I want to go to Paul in Salem, Oregon, on KYKN, our great affiliate there. Paul, what say you? Well, Todd, I've been uh, thinking about President Trump and had a lot of respect for him, and I've been struggling with some of his comments, specifically around uh, you know our, our Florida governor. And I felt like the Spirit spoke to me this morning early, about 3 o'clock, that I see John, I see Trump is kind of like John the Baptist, you know. He he lived in the wilderness. He was all alone. He wore can he wore strange clothes. He act so that was a physical appearance. But Trump's got this thing about him where I I compared him to to uh, John the Baptist because John the Baptist was the first person that called fake fake news fake news. I mean, he called the Pharisees. He opened them up and exposed them for what they really were, and. Uh, Nobody liked him for it, but they appreciated what he did because it exposed the reality of the spirit world as opposed to the flesh. And now that Trump has been out here in the wilderness and fought all these battles, I find my, I found myself being critical, and I felt, I felt corrected because God said, what did you go out here to see? Did you go out here to see a reed tossed about in the wind, a weak man? This is a strong man, and God used him. And I don't believe there's another person, including DeSantis or anybody else, that could have fit that role at that particular time. 
but we're not talking about but paul we're not talking about you know we're not talking about 2020 or 2016 we're talking about now and and the question is should i mean and and again ron DeSantis has not declared i mean do i know if he's gonna run i don't know but but trump is out there and he is he has a scorched earth policy and he will try to destroy these men he will try to do it yes i understand that and i think not having experience you know john the baptist was the last prophet in the old testament trump is a transitional person and i'm basically speaking to believers who need to understand the spiritual concept that's at work there trump needs to experience the grace of god and he's he's not there yet he's in transition he's a friend of the kingdom but not a bride of christ yet i don't believe but he's but god bringing him to that and the church needs to support him not in his mannerisms necessarily but in the spirit and they need to distinguish themselves from the body okay, of Christ. Stop yelling. Why are you the, yelling at people, the, Paul? I, I'm sorry. I'm in, don't yell. I'm sorry. I don't mean to yell. I'm in my truck, so no, I'm not it, sure. No, you're fine. You're fine. I. Uh, but, Paul, again. And I'm hard of hearing, so Paul, forgive me. Paul, I, just let, let, me, let me jump in here for a minute. Um, so they told us early on that, you know, and all of the, the big evangelical leaders that Trump was, in fact, a born-again Christian. James Dobson came out and said, no, this man has had a conversion experience. I saw it for myself. I don't know. That's between President Trump and, and Almighty God. Um, but it, I don't want us to get lost in the, in, the, um, in the bull rush here to continue the biblical analogy. Um, I, I think the issue is whether or not Trump needs to be destroying all the rest of the Republican competition or the the men and women that he perceives to be his competitors here. I'm not sure that's a good look for the president. Advocating for Todd is that the believers would approach this and their support of Trump would would approach it from a spiritual perspective rather than a purely political perspective because I have political uh, desires too, and I and I'm I'm at I'm in conflict over his responses. I'm in disagreement with that. But if I if I if I approach my prayers for Trump and for our nation purely on the basis of my political position or my disdain for the style, I'm going to miss the real work of the Holy Spirit, which I think needs to be done, and that's where we have lacked for a long time as a church. All right. Well, so again, Paul, we're not going to get into a sermon here, but I think I see your point. Um, And again, it is I don't know if it's fair to make that spiritual comparison to Donald Trump, because, again, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. Uh, Everybody says he is. Everybody says he had the conversion experience. But if that's the case, then that it, that would raise other questions as to why he is is doing this. I mean, really comparing comparing Glenn Youngkin to a Chinese guy. I mean, come on. Well, to me, Todd, what you're saying, you're validating, and and this is for me. I'm not. I didn't call in this morning. It was just on my mind. But I think that's one of the problems is that it's incongruent. What he's saying is incongruent with with faith. It's incongruent with. Okay. I hear you. And you're absolutely right. And and Paul, I hate to do this, but we got to run. Appreciate your time. Um, Yeah. Is Trump John the Baptist? I mean, is that the comparison here? I I mean, I I think I get where he's going with this, but I don't know where we are right now. We're in a weird place. 
in Republican politics. Are, are we, are the Trump supporters out there now telling us there is no one but a Trump? No one but a Trump can ever represent us. Is that what, is that the message we're getting here now? That's, that's an odd place for us to go. I find it hard to believe that people truly are, are out there believing that Ron DeSantis is some sort of a, a closet liberal. I, I really do. Uh, let's go to Tom in Pennsylvania listening to us on KWAM. Tom, uh, your next senator, a Fetternack. How about that? Oh, my God. I still can't believe it. But what happened, I think Tom? A lot of that had to do with the debate. You know, people, a lot of people voted before they got to see that debate. Uh, plus, I don't trust Pennsylvania elections anyway. Who knows what went on in Philadelphia? But uh, I'll tell you, I think President Trump was probably the best president since George Washington. I mean, I really like him. I love what he did for the country. But this stuff he's doing now, I don't know why his personality leads him to think he has to tear good people down to make himself look good. People know what he did for the country. They know where his heart is. There's no reason to tear down Ron DeSantis or Glenn Youngkin to get himself reelected. If he's going to get reelected, he's going to get reelected on the merits of what he did, not by what he says about Ron DeSantis or Glenn Youngkin. And that's a real turnoff for me. I mean, I've been behind him 100% still this morning when I heard that. It's weird, Tom, and he doesn't need to do that. I mean, we need, you know, Donald Trump's already been in the White House. He can he needs to have that air of being a statesman here. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to put on the boxing gloves and knock out the competition like he used to. I think like he did back in 2016. I I think that he you know, a lot of us believe he is the heir apparent, and, and I suspect a lot of these candidates do as well. Now, that being said, the establishment wing of the party is looking for an opportunity here. So, yeah, there are a lot of people lining up to take out Donald Trump. I just think these are forced errors, and he doesn't need to be doing this right now. I, I agree with you 100%. Like I said, everybody knows what he's done for the country and what he would do if he gets reelected. That's what you ought to concentrate on, not telling us why Ron DeSantis or Glenn Youngkin shouldn't be the president. We'll decide that. We know what he can do. I just, I think this is really hurting him doing this. I do He's too, Tom. To DeSantis and Youngkin, what the Democrats did to him. And, and Tom, I will tell you, not vetting some of these candidates that got endorsed, um, I think that that is hurting the president in some of these races. And again, these are unforced errors. So, all right, Tom, appreciate the call. Thank you for listening. Uh, let's go to Tina in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Tina, what say you? Hey, Todd. I have a crazy, crazy thought about this that maybe maybe DeSantis is going to be at Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago on Tuesday, and Trump's going to kind of announce with him that he should run that DeSantis should run well that so that would be that would be fascinating if that happened but again why go out there with the nickname it's like Trump is almost if that's if that's how that's going to happen Trump is giving the opposition you know all of this you know all of this intel uh you know the the nickname uh, the attacks that came out yesterday 
maybe it's just a huge ruse. I don't know. It may be. I, I mean, and, and, it's a word that he got all the Trump supporters behind him, plus plus everybody else. DeSantis would that is could be. I, you know what, Tina? Here's what I honestly here's but but here's the issue, and I. Governor Huckabee actually made a good point yesterday. He doesn't need to announce just yet. Let's wait no, until let's wait until after the Georgia Senate race. We saw this happen once before, Tina. And what happened? Georgia went Democrat, and you had President Trump out there and the Trump allies telling people not to vote, and they didn't vote. Republicans stayed home. They listened to Trump. And they stayed home, and we got a Democrat by the name of Raphael Warnock in the uh, in the Senate. So my recommendation is get get Youngkin, get DeSantis, get Trump, put them all on a bus, and let's unify the party right now. We need some unity, and we got We've got to stop this Biden agenda. That to me is more important than who's running for the White House in twenty twenty four right now. But it would be nice if they would sort of co, you know, not co-run, but be supportive of each other. Yeah. If, if Trump could, could do that, but I don't know if he can. I don't know. I, You know, I, I, that's an interesting take on it, Tina. You know, another angle is let's make Trump Speaker of the House, and then he becomes a kingmaker. Uh, we give him a, a memorial, a monument, rather, on the Washington Mall, and maybe he is that elder statesman. That'd be great, too. Yeah, I and again, I'm gonna if if he's the nominee, you better believe I'm gonna be out there campaigning for him. Because I love his policies. Right. But if, if Trump stumps for DeSantis, that would be the best case scenario, I think. Um, agreed. Uh I okay. completely agree with that. Tina, thanks for the call. Uh let's go to Charles in North Carolina. Charles, what say you? Hey, good afternoon, Todd. Todd, uh, I'm just speechless about what I've, what's been going on the last 24 to 48 hours uh, with Trump and some of his comments. Um, you know me, and I'm, I'm one of the biggest uh, Trump supporters there is. I've been to his rallies. I was at January 6th uh, to hear uh, you know, to hear him there, and uh, I, I, I get why he wants to be the nominee. He feels like he was robbed of an election in 2020, which I firmly believe that he was. And uh, he wants another bite at the apple to finish what, uh, you know, complete his agenda. And I get that. And I would support him in that. However, that being said, Todd, what he's saying about Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin, he just needs to shut it. Uh, Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin are not his political enemies. They are his political allies. And Ron DeSantis, in my opinion, it's just a younger version of Donald Trump and MAGA. I mean, the man has character. He does what he says he's going to do. He, he's a great governor. And one day I think he'll make a great president. But Donald Trump needs to realize that his political enemies are Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. And maybe some of the rhinos in there like Mitch McConnell and people that are the Mitt Romneys. But I just think he needs to shut it, uh, apologize if, he, if he's capable of doing that. Uh, if he announces, just try to pull the the party along, uh, and and be statesmanlike, and you know, just to be statesmanlike to try to win over independents, some Democrats, because with name calling, he is going to pull the party down, and he's going to commit political suicide. That's my opinion. Here's the problem, Charles, <laughs> and 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 uh, and hear me on this. 
we're already in the middle of a civil war. It's the establishment versus the conservatives. Now, Trump is in in danger here of unintentionally dividing the conservatives and pitting pitting the DeSantis Youngkin crowd against the Trump crowd. And when that happens, the the establishment Republicans are going to be able to walk in and control everything. And we got to be careful of it. We've got to unite. That's the issue. Charles, I got to run for a break. I'm late here. 844-747-8868. That's our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They found a they found a noose allegedly. At the Obama Presidential Center, the library, the Barack Obama Presidential Center, that's what they're calling it. It's under construction, and uh, the report is somebody found a noose on the construction site. Now, this is interesting because the uh, construction company in charge of building this thing is an African-American-owned company. Uh, They're offering a $100,000 reward for um, information on who can uh, identify the person responsible. We have not seen a photograph of the noose, so we have to call it an alleged uh, incident until until we we have some concrete evidence. I have a question. Uh, anybody know if Bubba Wallace is working construction in the Chicago area? Just want to throw that out there. I Just unrelated issue. Well, anyway, we'll uh, we will keep you updated. You know how these stories go, uh, and I, you know, you don't want to be a talk radio host when somebody pull a juicy smoulet on you. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see uh, what information we can get uh, on this particular um, story. All right, let's uh, get to. We have full lines here, folks. Hang tight because we're going to get to all of your calls right after the top of the hour news. So don't hang up. Uh, let's go to Mike in Oregon, KYKN. Mike, what's on your on your mind? Oh, hi, Todd. Um, talking about the Trump DeSantis issues and the young uh, youngkin. Um, I, I'm a strong Trump supporter, and the bottom line is uh, he de- he deserves a run at the next election for for all that he's done for the country and all he's went through. And I would definitely pull the trigger for him to vote for him. But this this name calling. Uh, it, it's childish and a big turnoff too, and, and it's a turnoff especially to women. He should be smart enough not to go down that road, and he doesn't need to. If he does go down that road, I can promise him you just shot yourself in the foot, and you're going to lose Republican votes. 
Mike, it's it's an okay. important thought. It's an important thought you're raising here, and and I would like to hear from our female listeners, ladies. Is this a turn off for you? All of these these attacks. Here's what I would love to see happen, Mike. This is a man who did save our nation. Donald Trump did do that, and I'd like to see Ron DeSantis and all these other folks who are thinking about running holding a press conference and say, you know what? Yeah, we we we're going to run one day, but this is not our turn. We stand behind this man. Donald Trump. He's the guy that saved our nation. We believe he deserves a second chance. Uh, let's see Let's see what happens here, guys. It's a weird time in America. It really is. We're going to get through it, but this is just bizarre. All right. Uh, phone lines open, 844-747-8868. Hour two coming up. Andy Biggs on the way and your calls on the Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. Hello, everybody. Hour two of the big show. Uh, Good to have you with us. I am Todd Starnes. We still do not know who controls the Senate or the House. But can I, let's just get real here. Of course we know. Of course we know. But what's happening right now is that these Democrats are slow walking the vote because they want to let all the air out of the Republican balloon here. When it's all said and done, we may be looking back and we may discover that it was not a trickle, but it was a wave. And that the Republicans, in fact, not only control the House of Representatives, but also the U.S. Senate. So we're still looking at four. We're looking at four races. We're not going to know about Georgia until December. A uh, couple of weeks to go in Alaska, but they're counting votes. Still counting votes in Arizona as well as Nevada. Meanwhile, President Trump is on the war path, and he is targeting uh, Glenn Youngkin by the way, who now says uh, Glenn Youngkin is Chinese. We actually checked, and Youngkin is not Chinese. He may like Chinese takeout, but he is not Chinese. Uh, President Trump also attacking Ron DeSantis um, and calling, I mean, it's pretty It's pretty awful, the things uh, that Trump is doing with DeSantis, calling him an average Republican who would have lost without his endorsement accused Ron DeSantis of being disloyal by not publicly denying a run for president in 2024. And keep in mind, I mean, we didn't know how things were going to go in that Florida Florida governor's race, but if, if the race had been close, Trump coming out and blasting DeSantis before Election Day, calling him to sanctimonious, I mean, that could have had a, a significant impact in that race. But anyway, uh, Trump is trying to clear the deck so that he can run Um, unopposed for the Republican nomination. And Trump is scheduled to make that announcement on Tuesday. My question here, ladies and gentlemen, is all of this turning you off from Donald Trump? You have a chance to sit down and you have a conversation with Donald Trump. What do you tell him about all of this? 844-747-8868. We're going right to the phones here. Let's go to 
Forrest in Statesville, North Carolina. Forrest, what say you? Hey, Todd, how you doing today? I'm well, thank you. Oh, great, great, great. Uh, just, <clears throat> just an average guy here. I've got children and grandchildren and uh, got more involved in politics in the last few years than I ever had before in my life. Um, I used to be able to vote an individual rather than a party, but there's so much extremism on the left side now that you can't vote for somebody who thinks they're a good person if they have the D beside their name. So that's the state of the world we live in. As far as Trump goes, I was I voted for Trump. I'm a Trump supporter. However, you got to realize that he is a businessman, a shrewd businessman, very well-educated man, and he is in it to win it. And he, he oversteps his boundaries sometimes. No one raises up the Trump name more than Trump himself. He's his own best cheerleader and that's a good thing about him but the bad thing about it is you need to be a little more humble if you're going to be a public servant and that's what all politicians should be i think he's really messed up by going after DeSantis. i i don't think trump can win first of all i, I don't think he would win the republican nomination if people just talk and think that hey there's people in this world that are going to vote against Trump, even though he did a great job as a president, have no problems with what he did on policy side, but their hatred for Trump is so much greater than their love for the country, they would vote for Satan if Satan was running as a Democrat just because they don't want Trump in. That's that's just my opinion. Forrest, you're not kidding about that, and, and I will point to my hometown, Memphis, Tennessee. We're controlled by Democrats. I mean, we are a deep, deep, dark blue uh, uh, area, Shelby County, Tennessee, West Tennessee. And uh, we had a lady running for uh, the Shelby County Clerk's Office. She was running for re-election. She's literally destroyed the clerk's office. Um, she is despised by everybody. Nobody can get their car tags. People are waiting hours and hours in the heat to get their, you know, to get whatever they need from the clerk's office. And and far as she won in a landslide for re-election only because of her skin color and the political party she belongs to. Yeah, I mean that I mean that's the state of the world we live in. It is. It, when you have when you have the small like the AOC they they call them what the the, the AOC and whatever they call it group of her the uh, squad. Um yeah, the squad I I, I refer to them as the squids because they're they're, they're sl- slimy people to me the way squids. the way that they get away with some of the things they do. Uh, but they are controlling that party. Uh, it's, it's not Biden's policies. It's whoever's feeding Biden. And, and he's just their puppet. And, and I'm, I imagine if you had to sit down and talk to Biden, he's probably a nice guy to talk to. I'm, I'm sure he is. But as far as moderate Joe and, and, and uniting the country Joe, that guy's long gone. That's long gone. Uh, he's, he's just doing whatever they want him to do. It's a socialist agenda. And, but, Again, you got to take the money out of the politics. We've got to stop spending $203 million on these races. There needs to be a limit set for each state and each party, say $100 million for Democrats, $100 million for, $100 million for the Republicans. This is what you have for, to spend on your airtime. Make it even across the board because when you've got people that are so far left, like these George Soros groups, and, and they want to put money into these elections that come in from California and New York, to affluence uh, Georgia coming up, for example, they're going to have a whole lot more money than the Republican Party is. So 
Herschel Walker is going to probably get outspent four to one in that state because the blue collar worker can't afford to send in the kind of money that these guys are sending in. Yep. And no doubt a, about it's it. It's not a fair and balanced right. election. All right. Forrest, appreciate the call and good thoughts, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, let's go to James in Minnesota listening to us on our KWAM app. James, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Donald Trump is the greatest president the United States ever had. I will never, ever support him again. Um, you know, he he just, to me, established and proved what Donald Trump is about is Donald Trump. I don't believe he gives a squat about you, me, or anybody else. It's all about ego and power for him, and I think he just proved it. I've supported of him until last night this morning whenever I heard his ridiculous assassination of DeSantis and Yunkin. Why would you pick on Yunkin? My gosh. Uh, to me, that's less like obscure. Anyway, the person I'd love to see for president, Carrie Lake. She's the most popular politician in America. Well, I will say this, Carrie Lake, well, we've got to make sure she can get, you know, she's actually gets appointed governor. I mean, again, she's won, but every single day they delay this. Uh, James, the Democrats have a better shot of stealing that race. That's the only thing that's happening right now in Arizona. Absolutely. But even, Car- hey, even if she doesn't win governor, that makes her even a better target for president. May I just say this? I'd like to see some. I'd like to see her govern first. I, I really yeah, would, true, true, honestly. True. And and when you look at Glenn Youngkin, guess what Glenn Youngkin did? He showed people the 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 path to victory. He's the guy that got out there and fought alongside these school boards. He showed other Republicans the way. And so I say I, I like Glenn Youngkin. I like Ron DeSantis. Um, I would if I was if I had to choose between those two, I would probably go with DeSantis. I think he's probably a little more conservative. Uh, but either either one does not deserve to be blown up by by President no. Trump. There's no there's no need to do that right now. James, At this point, yeah. I, I want to see a I want to see a primary, and and my my dark horse favorite is Christy Noem. Okay, and she won by a landslide, by the way. So yeah. there you yeah. go, James. She's proven how conservative she is. Thanks for holding on. Um, got to got to run for a break though. So thank you and God bless you. And uh, hope things are going good for you there in uh, in Minnesota. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That's our toll free telephone number. Let's go to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Our good buddy Mike from NougaRadio dot com, our great affiliate out in those parts. Mike, what say you? Hey, on the Nuka Radio Network, you're my favorite talk show host. Thank you, sir. It's Todd Starnes, dude. Listen, I'm I'm going to oppose what this guy said. I love Trump. Uh, I think Jefferson was probably a, a better president than him. And I put Reagan at number three, Trump at number one. The fact that the, the left has meltdowns when they mention his name, I you know what? Come on, you're in politics. These guys can't take him saying the sanctimonious and Get over it. The Democrats are going to never elect a Republican. Very rarely does it happen when one comes to the census after they've got medication or heavy psychotherapy and they vote for a conservative. It doesn't. It's never about the man. It's not about Biden. It's not about the new governor of of, of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. It's about the policies. Half of America steals from the working class, and they're the individuals that are on <clears throat> some sort of bureaucratic bureaucratic 
gravy train, whether they're elected or hired, and they're always going to vote their pocketbook to steal from the working Americans. And they're called Democrats. And you got to be, a, you know, you got to, they got to put their, their big boy pants on. And with Trump, everyone has a meltdown. I will support him if he shoots five people outside of his Trump hotel just to see the liberals melt down. That's what I want to see. They all melt down when his name is mentioned. Oh, and it is true. And here's what it comes down. Todd, nothing's really going to change. The cabal, as we know, are the Republicans and Democrats that control trillions of dollars. But what Trump will do is melt them down. He will melt them down, and that's why I support him. Mike and his policies. Mike, good thoughts here, and we're going to have to end on that. Uh, we've got to take a, you know, they yell at me all the time here, Mike. It's terrible, I, but I'm always late for breaks. Uh, we've got to take a break. Hang tight. A couple of lines open, 844-747-8868. We're going to be talking with Congressman Andy Biggs. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, great to have with us our good friend, Congressman Andy Biggs from Arizona. Uh, Congressman, congratulations on your win, and I uh, hope you're doing well today. Thanks thanks a lot, Todd, and I'm doing very well uh, within reason. Well, I I suspect I know why, and I'm just going to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off here, Congressman. What is Why is it that Arizona can't count its votes on Election Day? Uh, we, we've got some weird uh, processes out there. So we have a massive amount of early ballots that we don't quantify with ID, right? So, so that's a, always a problem. And um, there are still over 300,000, is my understanding, of those that were dropped off on the day of that have to be counted. Uh, we had a huge... A day of turnout, which should not have impeded this. And for whatever reason, the uh, Maricopa County elections officials um, couldn't get their act together, and 30% of precincts had bad printers going. And uh, they, since they print your ballot when you get there to the polling places, um, you know, people got dejected, people got in long lines, some people never even came out because. They didn't want to wait in long lines and then not be able to vote. I mean, it became a bit of a, a nightmare. And it's an embarrassment and a black eye on the, on the great state of Arizona. Well, at the end of the day, um, who do you think we're going to see in the governor's mansion and win that Senate race? You think um, you think Kara Lake's going to be able to pull it off here? I do, Todd, because um, most of the ballots left are from Maricopa County. And the Maricopa County day of and late, what we call late earlies, um, are all breaking uh, Kerry Lake's way. They're breaking the, the way of the Republicans. So hopefully, uh, and a little bit further behind is Blake Masters. Um, but I think he's got a, he still has a, a legitimate um, and even um, a real chance to catch up and win. And what about Blake Masters? Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. So Kerry will catch up and win for sure, in my mind. But Blake, I think he's got a legitimate chance to catch up as well. Good, good. Well, I'm, a, a little, little bit longer shot, Todd, than 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 Kerry, but I think he's, I think he can do it. 
the the big problem I have is with Republican leadership. I know people are trying to blame all of this on Trump, what happened on Election Day. Well, we still don't know what happened, and that's the whole point of this, is let's wait, get all the votes counted. I mean, there very well could be, uh, it could be that Republicans take the House and the Senate, and if that's the case, a win is a win is a win, Congressman. It is, and uh, I mean, we were promised a red tsunami, and we're gonna, we had a red trickle. Um, uh, you know, very it's a very small breaker coming in, but I I think we take. I'm sure we'll take the house. I'm very confident we're going to take the house, um, and we surprisingly still have a, a legitimate shot to to win the Senate. So, but my um, issue is, where are Kevin McCarthy? Where's Mitch McConnell? Where's Ronna McDaniel? They ought to be boots on the ground in Arizona and Nevada right now. Uh, fighting tooth and nail for the candidates, and I, I we we haven't seen them. No, I don't know where where they are, what they're doing necessarily, um, and that's that's part of the problem with the um, the uh, purported leadership team of the House and the Senate. Congressman, do we do we need new leadership in the House and the Senate? In my mind, yes, yeah. Who would you like to see? Well, I'm not going to put a target on anybody's back. I mean, there are some great uh, candidates uh, in, in over here in the in the House, uh, particularly. I mean, who doesn't love Jim Jordan? But I don't want to put a, a target on his back, you know. Um, and there are some others over here that would be great. I mean, look, you've got you've got a lot of people who are very capable, very successful who are great leaders who could come and rally and rescue this. And and quite frankly, Todd, this is the most monumental time to come into the leadership of the House of Representatives because it will set the tone for the 2024 presidential election. And we all said it, and I certainly meant it, the election of 2022 was uh, uh, represent the, the salvation of the country or the dismantling of this country. And it also lays the foundation of where we're going to be for a generation ahead. So so we have to have the right leader, and we need to – I think there's some people that can do it. I mean, this Washington Post story that came out back in September where they did a deep dive. McCarthy was apparently using uh, a lot of campaign money to fight against conservatives and supporters of the House Freedom Caucus. Uh, that, quite frankly, should disqualify him disqualify him from leadership, if not this notion that he's seen nothing that Biden has done that would be worthy of impeachment. Yeah, I mean, those are things, Todd, that that I agree. That's, that, those are re- some of the reasons I don't think that he is um, the guy to lead us uh, into, the, into, the, into the future. Because, you know, attack, I, I get it. You know, he didn't want HF, uh, you know, House Freedom Caucus guys to, to win. But you don't put money against them. You know, you, you, let's let's leave that off the table. But but then this notion that we're not going to fight when you say no impeachment for Biden, no impeachment for Mayorkas, um, uh, and it makes me question the commitment to the oversight, yeah, and the impeachment, the things that have to happen, Todd. Congressman, uh, unfortunately, we got to leave it there. Uh, we appreciate your insight. Congratulations on the big win, and uh, you know, you'd make a great House Speaker, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Appreciate that. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Todd Stearns here, broadcasting border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. Uh, by the way, you got to get yourself a copy of my uh, latest book. This one is it's a fun read. It's called Our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Drawl. And if you love, if you need a good laugh, you need some inspiration, a good recipe, this is the book for you. You're going to be able to get a copy of it. I'll personally sign it for you over at ToddSterns.com. Just click on our store button. And also, we have some great Bless Not Bitter coffee mugs for you. So nothing like sitting down, drinking a delicious piping hot cup of community coffee in our Bless Not Bitter mug and uh, chuckling by reading our Daily Biscuit. Again, ToddSterns.com. Real quick, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, let's uh, go to Memphis, Tennessee. AJ on our flagship station, KWAM. Hi, AJ. Hope you're doing well today. I am fine. How are you doing today? I am well. Thank you for asking. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I'm really disappointed in Trump and his behavior. I voted for him before, but I won't again. I think he's divided our party. And the reason, I think, is because these people believed everything they heard on the news about Trump. No matter what Trump did, it wasn't good. I said so. I mean, when people will vote for Biden instead of Trump because they hate him. I mean, this is not good. And I think now that he's going again, uh, declaring war on Ron DeSantos, this is horrible. And I just don't think he's going to make it. I don't. I think we should come up with somebody else, and Trump should go home. I, I think the issue now, AJ, is okay. We we know that Trump will need to gain some ground. Let's just say every he's the nominee. Every Republican votes for Trump. He's still going to need some votes. So what is he going to do? How has he changed his his behavior on the campaign trail that would attract independent voters? Or if if the country is if the country is so far gone, is that enough to cause even some Democrats to vote for Trump in twenty twenty four? I don't think they will. It's it's a it's it's going to be a gamble. It will be a gamble. Well, I uh, you know I've worked the polls, and the Democrats are going to vote Democrats no matter what. And I don't see where they're going to vote for a Republican, let alone Trump. AJ, uh, great words. We want you to give us a call back uh, one of these days. I like the way you think, and a lot of people are thinking like that, folks. Uh, they love Donald Trump. They just they just don't get these attacks on DeSantis and Youngkin. All right, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We are honored to have uh, just a wonderful guest with us. I've had a chance to meet her a time or two at some of the big CPAC gatherings. Rebecca Weber is the Chief Executive Officer for AMAC, and I am a proud member of AMAC. Rebecca, hope you're doing well today. Hi, Todd. Great to be with you. Rebecca, I was reading uh, on the AMAC website a, a terrific column uh, written by Seamus Brennan, uh, the headline, The Absurdity of the Blame Trump Campaign. Uh, again, going back to what happened Election Day, you got a lot of people out there trying to blame Trump, and I'm one of these people that doesn't, I just don't think it's Trump's fault what happened. You know, Todd, we knew that Trump's endorsed candidates, if they lost, we knew that he would get all of the blame. And if they won, he would get none of the credit. You know, it's my view that Trump did not botch the 2022 elections, but they are sure the major media and media pundits are making Trump look like a scapegoat. Uh, it's easy to try to get people to, you know, follow the herd, uh, single out people who think differently than you and feed them a narrative. Uh, and this is what we're seeing happening. We've got to remember Donald Trump was an America first president. 
he, he brought us to energy independence. We saw tax cuts and deregulation. Uh, that's what we've got to remember. And, and, and also ask ourselves, do we want rhino, you know, do-nothing Republicans? Um, I, I would like to ask your listeners, are, what do they think? Is Mitch McConnell uh, and his allies behind the blame Trump campaign? Uh, has Mitch McConnell been serious about the border crisis and the national security disaster? We haven't seen threats of a government shutdown. Uh, where was McConnell's considerable power, uh, you know, in the 50-50 Senate to set up really strategic fights um, for forcing Biden to, to finish the wall, stopping the Department of Homeland Security from trying to censor our free speech? And then, of course, AMAC members, we've got over two million of them. They were really upset when they saw that he greenlighted unpopular legislative policy initiatives. Um, you know, it's one thing to say we want to help Ukraine, but what about our own border right here? And so I think we've got to remember that um, what saved folks like J.D. Vance, right, was in the, at the very end when a super PAC uh, dumped some money into his campaign. But before that happened, he was trailing. Um, so, you know, I think, I think it's important to remember that, um, that there's a narrative out there that, that of course, the Democrats and, and the left are, are, you know, they're acting as if they've won. Uh, look at where we are, Todd. We've got control. We, we believe we'll have control of the House and, and possibly the Senate. And the Democrats are pretending that they won. <laughs> no, yeah, Rebecca, it's it's just ludicrous. Uh, you know, Republicans are in mourning and the Democrats are celebrating. You're like, well, wait a second. This is not over yet. And um, when you, you know, look at, or reading Seamus's column here, make some very good points. For example, Mitch McConnell out there publicly uh, endorsing and supporting candidates who were clearly anti-Trump, uh, looking at Rhino Lisa Murkowski, uh, giving her money. Uh, he also um, uh, spent big money on Murkowski, even though she voted to confirm Kentanji Brown-Jackson while she voted against Brett Kavanaugh. Um, this is an in-your-face move. Meanwhile, you have Kevin McCarthy out there, and he is covertly and has been covertly supporting establishment candidates and trying to sabotage the campaigns of of true conservative candidates out there. That's exactly right. And we we saw that a lot of the candidates handpicked by Kevin McCarthy lost races. But again, major media knows that people know the Trump name. The average person might not know who Kevin McCarthy is, unless you're paying attention to politics, right? And even if you look at what happened um, with the Oz Fetterman race, um, I don't think it's because Trump endorsed a bad candidate. I think that 70% of the Democratic vote was mailed in prior to the debate. And we know that the debate was a debacle. And we know that the Fetterman campaign really misled the public, um, saying that his stroke was not very severe. Um, So we're seeing this over and over again. There's definitely a a structural voting problem. We've seen that. We we see how, how the Democrats are using COVID to implement and extend a vote by mail and early voting schemes. So this is something that uh, we here at AMAC are very focused about. Our, our members care. We had over 12,000 AMAC members who participated as poll watchers. Um, but this is an issue impacting the entire country, and we've got to really work aggressively to, to remedy. Rebecca Weber is the chief executive officer for AMAC. And, uh, folks, I have been a member. Rebecca, love it. And and I want you to tell our listeners, and by the way, folks, write down this website address, amac.us slash Todd. That's amac.us slash Todd. And you're going to find out all sorts of information about AMAC. But in a nutshell, tell our listeners what you guys are doing. 
Well, thank you so much. We are the true David versus Goliath story. Um, the other alternative is the AARP. We offer member benefits, so people are beating back inflation with their $16 annual membership fee. We've got an incredible magazine delivered right to your mailbox and bi-monthly. But we are here, really, to protect freedom of the individual, free speech, and we work our tails off on Capitol Hill. Uh, we advocate for the issues important to our AMAX membership. Uh, we do that both uh, on Capitol Hill and locally through grassroots activism. So people can go to amac.us, uh, and you'll learn a whole lot about what we're doing. Uh, we're growing. Thank you, Todd. This has been an absolute joy to be with you, and uh, keep up the great work that you're doing. You're such an incredible authority on the issues that really matter most. Well, you're kind to say that, Rebecca, and uh, folks, you're going to be able to read great articles like the one I just shared with you. Uh, it is great, and you get the great discounts as well. You know, Rebecca, I just turned 55 just a couple of weeks ago, and not much has changed. I don't feel 55, but I, I have started taking naps, and I eat supper at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know what that's all about, but uh, otherwise, I feel pretty well, young. You are young, and you don't have to be 50, 55 to join AMAC. Anyone can join. Uh, lots of discounts for all ages. We're working hard to make sure that uh, you know we're partnered with the organizations that uh, are aligned with our values. So that's another great benefit of, of participating with, with membership discounts. Yes, it is. And getting and, and again, all the great work y'all are doing to to support America. Uh, getting the poll watchers out there, folks. What a great reason to join AMAC. And you can do that by going to amac.us slash Todd. And all the information is there. You can sign up online. It's absolutely wonderful. All right, Rebecca, we're going to leave it there. Appreciate you. And uh, we're going to get you back on very soon. God bless you, Todd. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. All right, you too. Rebecca Weber, everybody, from AMAC. All right. Um, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going right back to the phone lines. One line open. Poor Grace is having to take naps in between commercial segments. You guys are keeping her busy today. Uh, folks, we know that the election is almost over. Uh, they're still counting votes. But we do know this. Washington is changing. Big media is changing. And Newsmax is making a difference. More than 5 million of you actually watched Newsmax on election night. Newsmax is the fourth highest rated cable news channel in America. Every day, every night, I watch Newsmax. It's real news I can trust. I watch Rob Schmidt every night. Rob always asks tough questions. You got Greta Van Susteren, Eric Bowling, Sean Spicer, even President Trump watches Newsmax. And by the way, Newsmax will be there when the president makes his big announcement on Tuesday. Now, if you would like any information about President Trump, politics, all you have to do is text the word rally to 39747. That's rally to 39747. And if you want to find out uh, information about President Trump, what Newsmax is up to, again, text rally to 39747. We'll be right back. What's your reaction? First of all, I didn't see it. Um, we have and, right uh, here. and I have to, I, I have to be honest. I've been busy all morning. Um, listen, I, 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 you, you all know me. I do, I do not uh, call people names. I, I uh, really work hard to bring people together, and that's what we're working on. Well, that's what I'm saying, and, and, and I just—that's not the way I roll, and not the way I behave. 
And, uh, and I think, again, this is a moment for us to come together. All right. That's Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, uh, who was quite was accused by uh, President Trump of having a name that sounded Chinese. Oh, uh, no, he's not Chinese, by the way. He's he's American. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, Anne in Oregon, K-Y-K-N. And what's on your mind? Thank you so much for taking my call. I love your show and really appreciate what you do to keep us informed. So God bless you for that. There have been some really great calls today, and I'll try to keep my comments short. But earlier today you had said that uh, Trump did save our nation when he was elected in 2016, but I would add an addendum to that that really, truly, we need to remember that it is God who saved our nation by allowing him to be elected. And the fact that he loves to take credit for the success of others, including himself, is very dangerous to me and divisive. Uh, Like other people have said, you know, it just is very nauseating to have him do these ad hominem attacks, which is exactly what the left does when they berate someone's looks or they make up stories that are ridiculous. And he got away with that kind of campaigning in 2016 because, you know, there were a lot of people that prayed through the night in 2016. And that was why Hillary and the left were so shocked when the hand of God moved and brought us a reprieve in Donald Trump. And he was a great president. I recognize all the things that he did, but I fear he's treading on very dangerous waters because of pride and loves to take credit when he should be turning people to God, if indeed we want our nation to be changed, which is why I feel like the Republican Party itself or conservatives is in a lot of trouble. That They, you know, are not willing to recognize who should get credit for the success of our country. Anyway, I um, I feel like name-calling was one of the things that was a big turn-off for me before, but I recognized that, you know, as president, he he did many things for which I honor him, and I am so glad God put him where he did when he did. And it's uh, the, the the party, the Republican Party's in a mess right now, and and it's been in a mess. Uh, they have been fighting Donald Trump. But this goes back even before Donald Trump came on the scene. Uh, you have the establishment Republicans, and they don't like all of the the evangelicals. Uh, they they don't like the Christian wing of the party. Uh, but the reality is, without that, without the Christian involvement, and this goes back to Jerry Falwell Sr. and Pat Robertson, but really Jerry Falwell Sr. launching the moral majority, if you remember that, Ann. Uh, yeah. that's what gave Ronald Reagan the victory. And as Ralph Reed said on this very program yesterday, that if all of the Christians had been raptured on on Election Day, the Democrats would have won in a landslide. So mm-hmm. they, they better, you know, the establishment needs to figure out how to work with Christians in the party, or else you're, we're going to continue to lose these races. Amen and amen. God raises up and God brings down, right. and he hates pride, humility, is what he's looking for in a man, and you don't have to, I I mean, there's not a lot of that around anymore. And it's a fair point. Thanks for the call. Uh, Kyle, I want to bring in Dora from Florida and Susan from Georgia together. Uh, Ladies, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? Doing well. Dora, we're going to start with you. Um, Being in Florida, what's your take on this? Well, 
Before I say that, I want to read a statement by William Shakespeare. Well, let's make it real quick. There is a tide in the affairs of men which, taken at the flood, leads on to fortune. Omitted, all the voyage of their life is bound in shallows and in misery. On such a sea we are now afloat. We must take the current when it serves or lose our venture. So... My take is Ron DeSantis would be a fantastic Speaker of the House. Donald Trump is a man, he's our general. We don't have to like it, but he's strategic and he's fighting the war for us. George Washington actually executed troops for the lack of loyalty. I don't know if people know that in the Revolutionary War. Loyalty was the most prized uh, possession of character. And Trump is a leader. He's a general. And I don't excuse his, his meanness sometimes, but it's what goes with the man. And to change ships, horses in midstream is a disaster for us. Now, Dora, we hang gotta- tight. Hang tight. Susan, now I want to get your take on, 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 on that. What about you? Hi, Todd. I want to shout out to all of our veterans and really uh, enjoy your show. My take is, well, first of all, I'm an independent voter, and when Trump came down the escalator the first time, I wanted Marco Rubio to be our candidate to vote for for the president. Well, I held my nose and voted for Trump. The second go-round, because of Trump's policies, I had to go with him again. Um, I didn't hold my nose the second time. But I'm really tired of his bombastic rhetoric. We need a president once he goes into office to serve for eight full years. That's my take. Susan, appreciate that. Dora, real quick, we have two seconds here. Who do you vote for, Trump or DeSantis in the primary? Trump. All right, there you go. Dora and Susan, you had your say. Thank you, ladies. And, folks, that's the point of this talk radio program. We want to hear from you. Open line Fridays, 844-747-8868. More of your calls coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Happy Veterans Day. And on this radio program, we honor our veterans. So happy to have you with us on the program. Last night... We uh, we had the honor as a team. Grace Baker came down, and uh, our good friend Ben Dieter, who's the morning show host of KWAM, our flagship station, and uh, we we fed about 175 Marines and their families uh, celebrating the Marine Corps birthday uh, yesterday, and we were honored to uh, watch and observe the uh, cake cutting ceremony, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, met some some great patriots. The oldest Marine there, 93 years old, the youngest, I believe, in his 30s, and he served in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, and uh, just had a wonderful time. Grace Baker was there, and uh, 
What were you? You were in charge of the chicken. Is that right? I got the easier of the two stations because Mr. Ben Dieter had to deal with the lasagna and the string cheese, and it was very, he did it very well. With the chicken, you kind of just scoop it out and say, here you go. It was delicious. It was very good. The whole meal, and people were coming back for seconds. I was down on the other end doing the iced tea and the the, uh, the biscuits, the bread. I noticed you were buttering biscuits, and I thought, how appropriate. I sure was. We were, (laughs) hey, we were piling up that butter. Yeah, you were. We we clogged a few Marine Corps arteries It wasn't a sliver. It was like a whole hunk of it. But it was our honor it was just our way of saying thank you uh we bought everybody supper yes. and uh we 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 love our 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 military personnel yes and uh, so we just want to say thank you for serving and if you want to call in and honor one of your loved ones today who uh is serving or has served uh, give us a call at 844-747-8868 i want to play some audio for you and then we're going to get to the phone line so we've got a lot going on this hour of the show uh, so yesterday on Fox News, uh, Fox has taken a turn. They're going to be anti-Trump. All right, that's. I just want you to hear me. Rupert Murdoch is done with Trump. Fox News will be anti-Trump. Fox News is uh, also going to be anti-conservative. So uh, they're coming after all of us. Uh, it's not just Fox, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, all of the Rupert Murdoch properties. So yesterday... They had on a former comms director for the RNC, and I just want you to hear uh, how they framed what's going on right now in politics. Cut number three. You know, we could go back to 2010 and 2012, where we saw a lot of these terrible first-time candidates that caused Senate races to fall by the wayside in Nevada, uh, Delaware, Indiana, Missouri. Uh, And this is why Mitch McConnell was warning well in advance that we have a candidate quality problem. But what we've seen is a real intensification of this problem from top to bottom, not just Senate candidates, but House candidates, secretary of state candidates and governors and the like. And it's what, you know, what I call the my pillowization of the Republican Party is we've attracted these more cartoon characters. And if somebody speaking at a rally with a president or a presidential candidate is best known as a pillow salesman, run to high heaven because you're going to see more of these cartoon characters. Characters who are trying to make money off of the party become Instagram influencers and celebrities more than they are about being serious legislators. There's a reason Madison Cawthorn lost his primary in North Carolina. He telegraphed and said clearly, I'm not serious. All right, that guy's name is Doug Hay. And yeah, okay, Madison Cawthorn, he was scandal. I mean, it was scandalized and it was scandalous what he did. Uh, but to compare Madison Cawthorn to all of you other America First conservatives is just nuts. So I want you to think about something for a second. There was not a single rebuke from one of the uh, from those Fox News anchors. Not a one. Nobody said, "Hey, well, wait a second. Well, uh, Mike Pillow's done a lot of great work. As a matter of fact, Mike, Mike Lindell's been down in Florida giving out free pillows and blankets to people who survived the uh, the hurricane, Hurricane Ian." But here's what gets me. Those insults are just as about as are just about as offensive as the FBI. Peter Strzok, remember he called all you people smelly Walmart people or Hillary Clinton's basket of deplorables. That's what this is: the my pillowization of the GOP. Give me a break. And by the way, if George Soros can spend billions of dollars to defund the police and elect radical district attorneys, well, guess what? Mike Lindell can spend his money to alert people and warn people that the election was stolen. That's his right under the U.S. Constitution. But I don't hear people complaining about that. 
And by the way, a word of advice for all of you establishment people out there. You cannot have a red wave without the rednecks. And that's what this is all about. They treat all of us conservatives, the church-going crowd, as if we're the Beverly Hillbillies. And by the way, Fox News would be wise to remember that those rednecks are the ones paying the bills at their TV and radio networks as well. Well, the radio network's already gone left-wing. But the TV network, you know what I'm saying here. All right, let's go to the phones, 844-747-8868. Daniel in Georgia, WDUN is our terrific affiliate there. Daniel, what's on your mind today? Hello, Daniel. All right, let's put Daniel on hold, and we'll try to get back to him. Uh, Let's go to James in Arkansas. Hi, James. What's on your mind? Uh, i got to make a comment about a couple of your callers. Uh, One of them said Trump doesn't act like a statesman, like like presidential in in uh, how he comes across to people. That's because he's not a politician. He's not a statesman. He's a businessman. And that's the problem, and that's what's going on in D.C. right now. That's why all the Republicans and Democrats are cussing Trump. It's not because of anything he's did, because he hasn't done anything but try to help this country. And the problem is the reason Democrats and Republicans both are cussing, because Trump came in and tried to mess up their pool party. Because it's been going along status quo for years and years and years. They just go back to the state every now and again and say, hey, would you reelect me? And then they go back to the office for the 54th time. And you know what? That's the problem. We need term limits. And that's the problem with the Republican Party. Anytime a, a group of people, Democrats and Republicans, agree and say, you know what? I don't think we ought to let them do term limits on us. That's a problem. We're their boss. They're not our boss. We tell them when it's time to go home. But the problem is, is you have basically the same candidates on the ballot every time. So the American people don't have a choice to put anybody else in there. Well, James, let me let me ask you about uh, about the the issue at hand, which is the attacks that Trump is hurling uh, towards uh, DeSantis and, and Glenn Youngkin. Um, are those warranted? Are those justified in your estimation? No, they're not. And honestly, you know what? Sometimes I just want to call him up and say, Mr. President, would you please just shut up? Because some of the things you're saying aren't helping you. But that's kind of his personality, and I don't think that's anything that you can change. And and back to one of your other callers a minute ago that said she had to hold her nose and vote for Trump. See, that's the other problem. Democrats, they will proudly go support whoever the nominee is. They don't care if it's a child molester or sex offender. That's They're going to go support that candidate. And then the Republicans want to grow a conscience and say, oh, well, I just don't like some of the things he said, or, you know, he's hurt my feelings somehow, so I can't support him. Okay, so by not supporting that candidate, guess who you are supporting? The Democrats! James, let me tell you why Trump has my vote. And if he's the nominee, this is why he's going to have my vote. He delivered on his campaign promises the first go-around. I, I support his agenda. He delivered on that agenda. The guy earned my vote. That, that, it's, a, it's as simple as that for me. I don't care about the tweets. I don't care about the language. I don't care about any of that stuff. And, I'll, and the reason why is, as a good church-going Southern Baptist, 
you know, we've we've elected some good church-going Southern Baptists to office, and they nearly destroyed the country. So I'm not electing a preacher. I'm not electing even a deacon. I'm, I'm electing a politician. And Donald Trump, so far, he's he's delivered. He, he has, Todd. And, and, and let, let, me, let me squeeze this in real quick, and I'll, I'll let you go. But, you, you know, that's the old joke, right, about, about the Baptist, the, the it, what's the what's the what's the difference if you run into a Baptist minister minister or a Catholic priest in the liquor store? The Catholic priest will speak to you. <laughs> it's true, actually. <laughs> That's <laughs> not that I've encountered that, but I've heard. <laughs> All right, James preach James from Arkansas. And by the way, congrats, guys! Uh, you folks in Arkansas got a good governor there, Sarah Sanders, your new governor. Uh, let's go to uh, James in Memphis, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. You know, yesterday yesterday was the Ralph show, and now today is the uh, James show. Hey, James, what's on your mind? Uh, first time caller, by the way. Well, w- uh, well, wait a second. This is this is huge. Uh, that you 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 buried the news nugget there, James. We're so glad to have you on the program. I'm glad to be here, too. So, look, don't hang up. Grace, we're going to give James a prize here. We'll give him a, a, a signed copy of my book, uh, Our Daily Biscuit. Why don't we do that? All right, good. All right, so, James, we like to give people stuff on this show. A couple of things. Uh, I'm 78 years old. So All right. Anyway, uh, I remember when JFK ran for president. Uh, he won by the skin of his teeth. And... Uh, as he got in to pres- the presidency, he started having parties at the White House, and he would invite uh, all the main news people at that time to all his parties. And I, be- I read a book about him, and the person that wrote that book said that he did that so that he would not get any bad press from the press. And then I think the Democrats saw what that did, and they thought, well, you know, we might want to keep this up, and we'll get them on our side. And over the t- over time, that's what they've done. That's how they, I think, that's how they got hold on the uh, news media people to be on their side. That's when it started. I, you know, I believe James. No, you're you're absolutely right about that. As a matter of fact, uh, you had other presidents. You know, there was no such thing as a press briefing room. Uh, that came about. I believe that came about as a result of Kennedy. But other, you know, previous administrations, they would just, you know, pout, walk around in the hallways and, and try to get quotes here and there. But there really was some distance between uh, the presidency and the press corps. But to your point, I remember reading a book. Um, it was Ben Bradley's memoir. Ben Bradley was the longtime editor of The Washington Post. And he and JFK, uh, he and their both of their wives, they were all best friends. And they used to vacation together the whole nine yards. But, James, there was always a line there. And JFK always reminded Ben Bradley, you know, you can't report on this. You can't talk about this. And it became a big problem. Yes. Uh, one other thing. I have two, th- two more things. One other thing is uh, I believe uh, uh, when, when uh, Ben Franklin was involved with our fight to get freedom, uh, he made a statement. Uh, I believe it was him. I'm pretty sure it's him. He said that uh, uh, disobedience against a tyrant is obedience to God when we were fighting the British. And I think uh, we all need to know that and remember that also today. The third, second thing is whether you're a Democrat voter, a Republican voter, or an independent, we have to understand that 
Only we can change things by doing, changing our votes. If we continue voting for the same people constantly, we're going to get the same results, and they're going to get more emboldened to do what they want to do, which is what's happened over time, over time. James, I think that, uh, James yeah. it's, a fair point. it's a fair point you're making here. Um, and, and going back to the media, I can't tell you how many times, and this goes back to even Ronald Reagan, well, it was George H.W. Bush where the, the Bushes just would not fight back against the media. And how many times we would listen to talk radio and people would say, we need a president who will take on the media, who will fight back. Well, we got that in Donald Trump. And and fighting back is not a pretty thing sometimes. And and again, I, I, I salute the president for that. I think the issue now is, okay, why are you attacking you know why are you why are you attacking your fellow republicans but more importantly why are you attacking your allies your political allies and, and that's a big problem james well, uh, james hey, yeah go ahead allies. it's hard to believe that they're going to be allies when we got oh i'd say roughly 19 or 20 republicans that need to be kicked out also well so. there you go that's fair enough james i want you to hang tight and uh, we're going to get your info and uh, we we sure to appreciate you as a first-time caller all right folks hang tight we got to take a quick break we're going right back to your calls 844-747-8868 if the lines are busy keep calling we'll be right back guys hear the story about british airways very odd british airways now announcing they're going gender neutral so they're going to allow their their male pilots to wear pantyhose and false eyelashes uh, also the male pilots are going to be allowed to carry handbags uh, with them on board the plane you know my question is okay that's great but here's the problem when you're in first class that's where the pilots and the flight attendants put all their stuff so is there going to be enough room for the people who are actually paying to be in first class i mean if uh, if you're going to have um if you're going to have the man bags by the way they call it mascara but isn't that called guy liner isn't that the official grace i don't know if that's if that's accurate or not well, no, see, mascara is for your eyelashes. Eyeliner goes on the lash line. It's two different things. I see. <laughs> I'm really not all that interested, but Sorry. I see. Yeah, you wanted an explanation. Uh, British Airways says the men will be allowed to wear man buns. May I just say, if you are wearing a man bun, your masculinity is probably in question. Oof. Is that is that permissible? Yeah, Girls time. Would girl, Grace Baker, back when you were a single gal, yes. would you date a man with a man bun? No. Okay. I don't want a guy that has better hair than I do. I understand. You know what you do is you, where I forget who there was a great commercial for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. where the father goes over and chops off the uh, the boyfriend's man bun. You know, the, the daughter's uh, boyfriend's man bun. It's just too much to deal with. I mean, when the guy's using nicer shampoo and conditioner than me, that's a red flag. I'm a pert man myself. Maybe a little head and shoulders. Oh. Pert. I love pert. Okay. I know head and shoulders. British Airways says they want their staff to be bold, to be proud, to be themselves. Interesting. They want. The, I just want them to serve me my peanuts and leave me alone. Don't shove an agenda down my throat. 
And you can't even eat peanuts now. You know, back in the day, you could eat peanuts, but now you can't even eat peanuts because some kids got an allergy and they shut down the whole food service. You know, my favorite's the the biscotti cookies. Oh, the biscotti cookies. Yeah, delicious. If they ever get rid of those, then I'm throwing a revolt. Very tasty. Uh, Delta, or rather British Airways, says they want flight crews to embrace new guidelines regardless of gender, gender identity, or sexual identity. Last year, Virgin Atlantic announced it was scrapping gender-specific wardrobes. They said that women could wear pants and men could wear skirts. Now, look, I, you know, I know I need to have an opinion about this, and I know the preferred pronoun passengers are very excited. Oh, we think it's fabulous, just fabulous. And then the pilots, I'm not sure if you're a pilot, because I guess men would have to shave their legs, right, Grace Baker? That's the whole point of wearing the pantyhose. Yeah, you don't want to have hairy legs and pantyhose. It gets a little itchy, and I think it just pops out the hair. like It'll catch. You you should check with Joe Biden on that that issue at the poolside there. Anyway, look, to be honest, I really don't care what the pilot is wearing as long as he can land the plane safely on the runway, right? Is, Is it too much to ask? All right, got to take a break here. We are going back to the calls. Martha Zoller is dropping by. Grace, why is there luggage outside the news bunker? What's are you going? Are you going out of town? I am just for a week. I'll be back. I'm going to the free state of Florida. The free state of Florida. Yes. Oh, very nice. Uh, vacation with the hubby? Yes. Mr. Producer? To your anniversary, yes. Is uh, Merlot going? No, actually. She's staying here with my parents, and then Ben Dieter, our morning show host, is watching her. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so dog sitting. Yes, he's dog nice. sitting. All right, very good. Well, have a great trip down there. Thank you, thank right. you. Hey, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend, a uh, the, the queen of talk radio in the state of Georgia, Martha Zoller from WDUN. Hey, Martha, how's it going? It is great, Todd. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Um, just, you know, again, just trying to walk everybody off the ledge here, Martha. Uh, this is, yeah, it's not the red tsunami, but we still have a shot here at taking the, the, the House and, and the Senate. And it looks like Georgia may play a big role in that. Well, you know, I've been talking about it like it's a football game. We didn't win by four touchdowns, but I think we're going to win by an extra point. And a win is a win. And that's what, you know, I think we've won the House. I mean, we're not quite there yet, but I think everyone thinks that we will. But the Senate, you know, was surprising. Let's, let's just, just say, I, there's, I've been crunching the numbers just for you, Todd, um, that there were 20,000 fewer voters in the Senate race than in the governor's race, which says 20 people skip, 20,000 people skipped that race. Now, that wouldn't have made a difference even if that was, for Herschel Walker. Um, And then there were about almost 200,000 people that voted for governor that uh, probably voted for Raphael Warnock. They voted for Brian Kemp and Raphael Warnock, which I don't understand that at all. The only thing I can come to is that suburban women uh, voted for Brian Kemp, even if they were pro-choice because of the economy, but they voted, they were, they were, erring on the side of of their nastiness about being pro-choice and voted for Raphael Warnock. 
That's the craziest thing I have heard, Martha. And I, I, I've been—I was looking at those numbers on election night, and I, they didn't make any sense to me. Um, and no. I, I, you know, there was a lot of speculation over the the motive. Why would why would voters pick Brian Kemp, but then take a pass on Herschel Walker? Yeah, I mean, the only thing—the only thing that makes any sense to me is that a lot of those squishy suburban women did vote for Brian Kemp for governor because he's done such a great job, but they had to voice their unhappiness about the overturning of Roe v. Wade by, by voting for Raphael Warnock, who has called himself a, pro, a pro-choice pastor. So he, you know, it's a mess out there, but Herschel's got to do three things. He's got to get back out and get every vote back out. He's got to also get Brian Kemp on board. They, they took this tactic that they weren't going to campaign with the governor. I don't know why they did. You know, I can't get a straight answer from anybody on why they didn't campaign with the governor at the end when he was going all over with the entire ticket. But they've got to get on board. And and the leadership committee announced today that Brian Kemp is on board and was always on board to help Herschel. But, but Herschel had to meet him and, and be involved in what he was doing. So we've got a lot of work to do. It's 35,000 votes different. we got to get our folks back out, and we got to know what happened in Nevada and Arizona. Yeah, no doubt about that, and it's mind-blowing. I mean, you guys are much larger than both of those states, and yet uh, you guys are able to count all of your votes, and it could, be, <laughs> it could be next week before they get around to all the vote counting. I tell you what, hats off to the people in Georgia. Senate Bill 202 worked. It got things straightened out. It closed loopholes. And um, Brad Raffensperger did a great job. But Kathy Woolard, who was a former Democrat uh, Atlanta City Council member who took over the Fulton County Election Board. I mean, I don't agree with her on politics at all, but she took over and she kicked butt and she straightened out Fulton County. And I don't know if it'll last because it's Fulton County, but hopefully, you know, it will. Martha Zoller is a midday host on WDUN, our affiliate in Gainesville, Georgia. Also um, very tuned in to Republican politics there. Martha, one of my recommendations from yesterday's show is we need a unity tour. And, you know, bring DeSantis in, bring Trump in, bring bring in Kemp and put them all on a bus and let them travel around the state. And, you know, let's try to get the party unified here. Yeah, because I think Brian Kemp actually threaded that needle and unified the Georgia Republican Party, okay, behind him anyway. Um, he was, and he did that by not saying anything negative about Donald Trump, okay, and he, and he just did his job. I think one of the things that, you're right, that needs to happen, but you know as well as I do that the, the wild card in that situation is not Ron DeSantis or Brian Kemp, okay, the wild card in that situation is what is President Trump going to do? And I think that, you know, I would say that it'd be better for Donald Trump to stay out of the state for this runoff. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, yeah, if in a perfect world, that would be the best thing to happen, Todd. And Martha, and I called a lot of you know what uh, early on. I bet you did. Because I told people 
Herschel Walker not willing to debate his fellow Republicans was a problem. And and I think that just that's that's a a, a standard thing for me. If you're not going if you're going to run for the Republican uh, nomination, you got to be able to debate your fellow Republicans. And there are a lot of great rock solid Republicans that would have been, you know, would have been terrific going up against Warnock. Uh, but Herschel Walker at the end of the day got the votes and um you know, so we now we've got a we we really we got to get behind this guy. Everybody. Yeah, we do because it's about it's a, you know a long time ago I gave up believing in the people that I vote for. You know, you get to a certain age and you realize everybody's flawed. But but I want the people that are going to vote the right way. And Herschel Walker's going to vote the right way. He's going to put the right team together to yeah. be able to do the homework that that needs to be done to be a United States senator. He can do the job. And as far as all the negative stuff. None of the negative stuff has happened since 2009, since he sat down with that interview with his ex-wife and they sat together and they talked about his mental health struggles and how he had fixed them. And, and from that, it's a story of redemption. And I know that, that, you know, that, that interview was selectively edited by the Warnock campaign, but I gotta tell you, if you're Raphael Warnock, you spent $140 million against this guy who had $37 million, and you only beat him by 34,000 votes. So there's, you know, it, it didn't, it, without all the attacks, who knows where it would have been. How are the fundraising dollars? I, I know he had a good first day uh, out of the gate, Herschel. I understand it's staying strong. I mean, the people want to win the Senate. Now, the only thing I'm, well, I'm not really worried about it. If both seats go Republican, then this seat, is great, but it doesn't matter. If both seats go Democrat, and talking about Nevada and Arizona, this seat is important, but it won't matter in the control of the Senate. The only reason, the I get concerned about getting the vote out in that situation. If it's not the seat that determines the Senate, I, I worry about getting the vote out. So that's really what I'm focused on. I'm focused on getting the vote out. Kelly Leffler, who lost the seat to Warnock in 2021, she has been working tirelessly to get the vote out and actually was very successful. She did not take her ball and go home. And I've been chatting with her about how she's going to be targeting not only the 20,000 people who skipped the Senate race, but she's going to be targeting people to make sure they get back out to vote. Oh, well, that's good. That's definitely good to hear. Martha, appreciate the great insight. And we're going to get you back on between now and Election Day. And uh, we just got to get the vote out. And uh, we appreciate you uh, coming on the program. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, Todd. All right. You too, Martha. Take care now. Uh, our good friend, Martha Zoller. Is that not the craziest thing you've heard, though? That you would have people out there voting for Brian Kemp and Raphael Warnock. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. We got to get all that fixed and we got to get Herschel Walker to the uh to to the Senate. Got to. All right, we got to take a break here. When we come back, heading right back to the phone lines, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. May I tell you about our friends at Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Folks, I love these guys. And the best part about it, uh, you know, when you have AT&T, Verizon, the other guys, you pay your bill. They take some of that money and they give it to organizations like Planned Parenthood and the Human Rights Campaign, but not Patriot Mobile. They're actually supporting organizations that are fighting for our freedom. 
PatriotMobile.com has incredible, incredible coverage nationwide, and they also have great discounts if you're a veteran or a first responder. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd is the website. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Use my promo code, T-O-D-D, and they're going to give you free premier activation, and they're going to throw in a free gift. Again, PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Hey folks, Carrie Lake just tweeted about some bombshell news coming. Uh, we're going to update that on our website uh, as soon as that news drops. You'll be able to see that at toddsterns.com. In the meantime, as promised, let's get back to the phone lines. Uh, let's go to Larry in Georgia. Larry, what's on your mind? Hello, Larry. All right, Larry is gone there. Uh, let's go to Robert in North Carolina on the talk station. Hey, Robert, what's up? Hey, Todd. I love your show, man. Thank you. Um, I listen to you all the time. I mean, when, when uh, you just, you just, you're just the man. Well, you're. I appreciate you saying that, Robert. Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> um, I was a Ted Cruz man myself. I was listening to you yesterday, and I was a, I, I was to the end a Ted Cruz man. And uh, I really uh, glad that I voted for Trump, though, uh, when it came to him or the Democrat uh, that was running, obviously. Uh, but um, anyway, Trump is—he's um, uh, got the mentality of me against the world. And uh, when he's um, when he's you know when he's um, attacking these um, other politicians. And uh, whether they're Republican or Democrat or otherwise, uh, he's he's defending himself, and uh, I just like somebody that defends themselves. And more even even more so, I like someone who uh, defends our policies. And uh, when it comes to Trump, because uh, he thinks like I do, or I think like he does, so um, that's the way I look at it. And I'm I'm going to vote for Trump again. Yeah, look, I, look, I'm going to vote for Trump again. I, uh, but you know, to that point, we've got to unify the party, and he's going to have to figure out how to temper himself in some ways that will make him appealing to more voters because he does need more voters. I mean, we're living in a divided nation right now, so the question is, how do you woo those people? Uh, how do you convince them that you're the guy? And that's going to take a little bit of work. You know, Robert, I think another well, another big problem here is that some of these people that have latched onto President Trump are not good people, and uh, he's going to have to, and, and he'll have to use his discernment and judgment, but uh, some of these people are, are basically looking to make money for themselves as opposed to what's best for President Trump and the country. Well, that, you're, right, you're exactly right, and I think that's the establishment Republicans that are doing that. Yeah, um, agree. So, uh, I, I uh, but I, I just think that uh, obviously we all know that Trump is not a politician. Uh, he's a corporate man. I mean, he's he is who who he is, and I know he's he's. I like a man that defends himself, and uh, but you're right. He needs to take off the gloves. Him and DeSantis need to take the gloves off. 
temporarily at least and uh help uh Herschel Walker in Georgia. And um but Trump was also he he is uh I can see what he's doing. He's doing preemptive strikes basically. Oh yes against that's, his potential it's, opponent. It's a first strike yeah. policy. <laughs> Take them that's right. due to them before right. they can do it to you, I think. <laughs> Yeah, what did they say? The best defense is a good offense. Yeah. Also, you can flip it around that way. If Fair you enough. Fair but, enough. Um, but anyway, that's that's the way it is. And uh, I know he, he's he's got a mouth on him. And uh, people said it in the, in the 2020 election, and they said it in the 2016 election. And uh, But people still voted for him because they knew who they, he was going against. And, uh, you, you know, you're either for America or you're against it. I think George Bush said that pretty much. There you Not go. Not verbatim, but All anyway. Right. Robert, good uh, call, sir. Yeah. And we appreciate your listening to us. God bless you there in uh, North Carolina. Let's go to Arnez, Horn Lake, Mississippi, listening to us on KWAM. Arnez, talk to me. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh, first off, I want to wish uh, my girlfriend a happy Veterans Day. Dr. Hope Ferguson of the United States Navy. Um, yeah, Tuesday was something. Tuesday was something we haven't seen in politics, in, at least in my lifetime. But I don't want to talk about Democrats or anything. Let, let's just stick with Republicans, because this is where the analysis really is. And this is the third straight election where things did not go the Republicans' way, even though it felt like all signs up for at least the last two to three months said that this was going to be a, a clean, uh, either a clean sweep or very close to it. And it was none of that. And that caught everybody off guard. But I think the striking thing was that a lot of people latched onto Trump for a long time because he was felt like somewhat of a kingmaker. You know, his endorsement could either his endorsement or his non-endorsement could literally make or break make or break a, a campaign. That's a good point. And, you know, after, and and there there are a lot of factors as to why, as to, you know, why that didn't happen. You know, it, but the thing is, with it's like, how does, how does that look going forward to the next two years? Because... And- well, Arnez, let me jump in here because we're 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 literally going to run out of time here. But real quick, but and and I want to ask you a question about this. When you look at some of those races where the Trump endorsed candidates run, those were not the best candidates, and I think that goes back to a vetting issue. Um, you know, again, I think we're going to take the Senate and the House, but this was ultimately being the narrative about what just happened is going to be turned against Trump. I think that's what's going on here. And, and, and you're right. And the thing is, a lot of people in the Republican Party did not. They they knew that a lot of people, a lot of them knew that Trump was endorsing the not was endorsing the wasn't endorsing the best candidate. And it showed. And my thing is, two three weeks ago, I would I would have said, yeah, if Trump gets the nomination, he Trump is going to win. Like he's going to announce he's going to run and he's going to get the nomination. I don't know anymore. I'm not going to sit here and say that he won't get the nom. He, he very well still may end up becoming the the, the Republican nominee in Arnez, 2024. Let me ask you this: We've got like two seconds here. Uh, yes or no? Do you support Trump if he's the nominee? 
Uh, I, I registered Democrat, but I watch. But thing is, I watch. You can still it. vote for it. We got to work on that, Arnaz. We can get you over I, to the right side. I know, but <laughs> but all I know is I look at it, I look at everything from a analytical standpoint, and I was just I I wasn't jumping for joy or anything. I was Arnaz, like, I was Arnaz, we got to run. We got to run, my friend. But happy Veterans Day to your girlfriend. You're a good man for for wishing her that. And folks, we got to scoot out of here. It's been a great week. We'll see you Monday, America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.